It's time to dig in and discuss the questions on the minds of today's leaders. You are listening to The Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. This is where we get vulnerable, raw, and authentic about the stuff that really matters. Now, here is your host, Kathleen Reeson. Welcome to The Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership here on Inspired Choices Network. And today, we're talking all about client celebrations and how you can drive more business by celebrating success. Now, when we talk about client celebrations, it's about outward, how do we celebrate, acknowledge where we're at, acknowledge where we are in the journey. The challenge with this is that oftentimes, and we're gonna go right in here, oftentimes we get confused with what a celebration is and what a reward is. And I wanna start there today. I wanna really highlight that because what we're gonna talk about is about celebrations, not just reward. So what's the difference between a reward and a celebration? Think about that for a moment. A reward is something that you get when you complete something. So I completed a race, I got a medal. I completed a project at work, I got a paycheck or I got paid. So whatever that is, I completed something, I reached the finish line and so I get a reward. But a celebration is different than that. A celebration is acknowledging the journey. So acknowledging the path along the journey. And it's really important to celebrate because here's the thing, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret that is so prevalent. And when I actually tell you this, it will not be a secret because you've seen it over and over and over again. But the secret is that we don't talk about it. Ugh, I hate when we do that, but we don't. Like, this is something that we don't talk about. So today I'm bringing it to light. All right, so if you're, it doesn't even matter if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a business leader, I mean, this is just human nature in general, but it happens all the time with us in this business leader, this business world. Okay, so I want you to imagine something right now. I want you to imagine that you are running a marathon. Now, perhaps you've run a marathon or perhaps you hate running. I used to run half marathons and for a long time I thought, I'm gonna be a marathon runner. And then I decided, no, <laughs> half marathon was fine. Because here's the deal, a half marathon, the amount of training that you've got to put into a half marathon is very different than the amount of training that you put into a full marathon. It's a very different level. It's twice as long from a half marathon to a full marathon. And so you really have to have your body in shape. Now, can you just pull off a half marathon? Can you just get up one day and say, I'm going to do it? Well, it would be very painful. You might have shin splints. You may have other injuries, but it is possible. <laughs> in fact, my one, one half marathon that I did, I had very little training. It was, it was a painful race, but you can finish it because in a half marathon, you can win mind over matter, but in a full marathon, you can't. A full marathon, you can't. Now imagine, imagine that you've signed up for a full marathon and you've trained for a full marathon and you get to mile 25. Now a full marathon is 26.2 miles, but you get to mile 25. And in this marathon, mile 25 sits at the top of the hill and the finish line sits at the bottom of the hill. So you're in a fortunate position where you can actually see 1.2 miles down the road. That's how big of a hill you get, to, you get to run down. If you don't think about running down a hill, you can let gravity carry you and it's a really great feeling especially at the end of a race. So in this marathon, it was set up for success. The last 1.2 miles, you were running downhill. 
you get to the 26 mile, you have 0.2 miles left. You are exhausted. All you want to do is crumple to the ground, but you know, 0.2 miles, you will be complete with the race. You are so excited I and mean, you can feel what it's going to be like to cross the finish line. You're actually seeing yourself crossing the finish line, even though you still have 0.2 miles left. And as you are going, I mean, you are moving towards this finish line. You see something odd. These two big burly men, they walk up to the fate, to the, to the end of the race, to where the, the posts are in the ground and they are starting to pick them up, but they're actually picking up the finish line. And what, what is going on? You get closer and they are actually moving the finish line. Now these guys have not run 26 miles. They are fresh. They haven't run any miles. And so they are fast and they start sprinting with this finish line past the horizon. You don't even know where they are. And now you have a question, what do you do? Do you, you, you reach the 26.2 miles, but there's no, there's no finish line. There's no party. There's no celebration. I, did you really complete the marathon? And it's a trick and you think, oh, well, I must not have completed it. I must have missed something. Maybe I really didn't go 26.2 miles. It looks like the finish line is over the next hill. Maybe it's just, it's maybe another mile. I can do it. I, I've got it. I can do it. And so sure enough, you run up a hill. It's a half mile hill. You're at the top of the hill. You can see a half mile to the bottom and there's the finish line. You're so excited. You got this. You went an extra mile, but it's so exciting. It doesn't matter that you're now at 27 miles. You're so close. You are 0.2 miles away from the finish line again. This is very exciting. And there are those two burly men. They show up again and they are moving those posts again. This is so confusing. Why do they keep moving the posts? So this goes on and on and on. Imagine being in a race where every single time you get near the finish line, the finish line moves. And so you could never celebrate the completion of the race because the race isn't over. The race just keeps going. Now this seems absurd, right? The scenario that I'm giving you, it seems absurd. But let me tell you, this is what we do to ourselves every single day in business. We set a goal and then we get really close to the goal and then we create a new goal before we finish. And then all we have is our sights on the new goal. And then as soon as we get close to that one, we set another goal and we never actually finish. And because we don't ever finish, we never gives our, give ourselves the moment to complete and celebrate. So we don't get the reward of finishing. There is no medal because you didn't actually finish. But what happens is the celebration party, we put it at the end and we say, well, when we get there, we'll celebrate. When I was running my first business, my business partner said to me at the time, she says, I got some wise advice from this older client of ours. And he said, if you don't take time to celebrate, one, you'll never celebrate and two, you'll burn out your employees and three, you'll burn yourselves out because all you'll do is chase for some reward that you'll never get. Now, once I heard that, I talked with this old guy again. He was a great guy, he was in his 80s, but just had great wisdom. He poured it into us, I was so thankful. And he says, you've gotta take time to celebrate. So we went back and we created a celebration budget in our company. And we put people that were really excited about planning celebrations and we knew that wouldn't kick them off down the road when things got busy. We said, this is a priority. So no matter what's going on, make sure that this happens. This has to happen. These celebrations, they, they're really important. And they did, they created these amazing celebrations. One time we went on a, 
uh, those little, the, they're, I want to say it's a bike, but it's not my bike. It's uh, like a table on wheels. You pedal, but then there's a guy at the front who has an engine in case it's, it's really hard. <laughs> it was out in, uh, uh, we did it in our, my, our hometown, but my husband did one out in Denver. Like they're all over the place. I imagine Denver was a lot harder because you've got the mountains, but ours was pretty flat. And so we could do other things while we were on the bike, like talk or some people drank or played games. But all you had to do was keep, keep your feet moving. And if you stopped, it wasn't that big of a deal because the driver could take over. And so they found that. We went mini golfing. Uh, we went to baseball games. We went to concerts. We, ha we had a budget set aside that was just for celebrating. And that was our internal team. But sometimes we brought our clients. And one of the things that we learned was that celebration, we don't always have to have a, a specific reason to celebrate. It's not necessarily a reward. And what we also realized is that we get to share this with our clients. Because guess what? Our clients are in the same spot. They want to know when we are enjoying ourselves, when we are, we work really hard, but we play hard too. I had a doctor that said that to me once. She said, her husband, she and her husband were both doctors and they both worked a ton. And she said, we play really, really hard and we work really, really hard. And so those two went together and she said, that's fine. But the problem comes in is when you forget to play, when all you do is work. And I'll tell you, I'm working through some really hard stuff right now. I mean, like really big stuff, stuff that is like from COVID, from pandemic related that I get to clean up that has nothing to do with my skill, my uh, knowledge base, my ability to serve people. It's simply stuff that we get to clean up because we took some consumer facing businesses through COVID and they were membership based businesses that you gotta be in person to experience. I mean, talk about, I am not one to say you get to be, you're, you're, I, you'll hear me say, you're senior to your circumstances. It's not about what's happening around you. And that is all true. And sometimes you get into experiences where you get to say, I have won a lot and sometimes I lose. And it's okay because the goal is you win more than you lose. <laughs> and so you, you know, it all nets out. But if you're waiting for some kind of reward in order to experience that excitement or that completion, you may never get there. Because in business, the secret that I said that I would share with you is that we move the finish line constantly. And if we're waiting for a reward, if we say that's what a celebration is, then why are we even playing this game? Because it's exhausting. And I'm here to tell you, your clients don't see value when that happens. Your employees will burn out and you'll burn out. And that is just no fun. I was with a, a client the other day. I was facilitating an experience with their team. We were doing some team assessments. It was really served two different purposes. One, their team gained some knowledge on leadership development. So that was really nice. But the other piece was that we gained an understanding, a deeper understanding of how the team was working together and where some of the gaps in their leadership abilities and their teamwork were. And once we knew those, then we could coach some of the leaders within the organization on how to how to close those gaps so that they could communicate and create create greater results than what they were currently creating. Now they were creating, not like their performance was bad by any means, but they knew there was another level. And so we do these team assessments. And I said, halfway through this assessment, we were doing some, they're all experiential. And during the assessment, we I had two people up front and I was going to create a scenario for them that would 
just it, it's fun. It's fun for the team when we do this, but it also demonstrates some of the growth area opportunities. And I'm, I pull these two people to the front and I was just about ready to give the example to them. And then I paused. I said, no, 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 no. I'm not going to give you the example. Let's have the team around give you the example. And they all lit up. Oh, we get to, we get to create the example. And the example that they said was exactly about these team parties. Now they had a different word for them, but it was essentially a celebration party. And they said, here's the challenge that every single time we go to set one up, somebody can't be there. And so they don't know who, like, they don't know who's gonna be able to attend. They don't get the 100% attendance. And so guess what? It gets pushed back. And in the entire year, they've had two. Now, now right now, we are in September, and in the entire 2022, they've had two team building experiences. These things are supposed to happen at a minimum once a month. So they've missed eight opportunities because they couldn't figure out how to work together to create it. And it was a perfect example when we were doing this experience, we had people talking over other people. We had people not yelling, but like highly encouraging, come on, let's go move everything on your calendar. Let's go, let's go, we're all gonna do this. And it was a perfect example of what happens, maybe a little more dramatized, but a perfect example. And so in this experience, because we were doing this in a team assessment, I, as the facilitator, got to interrupt that, pause them and say, hey, this person wants to be a yes, but here's what's missing. And all of a sudden they could see where maybe they haven't been hearing the people around them. Maybe, maybe there are some simple tools that they could use that would make it easier for people to be a yes. And it's the same thing with celebrations. When you put somebody in charge of these celebrations, make sure that that's the person that understands how do I get consensus? How do I get consensus? Because here in consensus, it's not about agreement. Agreement is not what's important. What's important is alignment, alignment. And the difference between agreement and alignment is a very fine line. Agreement means, yes, we are all 100% in favor of exactly whatever this is. That's agreement. Alignment means I may not be in favor, but I'm okay moving forward with it. I am more concerned about moving forward than I am about how it looks. And when we can get to alignment, that is key because a lot of times that's what stands in the way of us truly celebrating. It's saying, yeah, I get we're not at the finish line yet, but hey, we are gonna party anyways. We are gonna celebrate how far we've come. And you will have those people to say, I'm not gonna celebrate yet, we're not there yet. And that's where you get to interrupt that and say, it's not about when we reach the finish line, that's a reward, but we're talking about celebrating. We're talking about celebrating. We're talking about enjoying the process because it can be exhausting to work for no reason. We've got to acknowledge our wins along the way, even if they're small, even if it's not the grand win that we were expecting or really excited about. In the case of businesses, if you're going after a revenue target, for example, let's say you got a million dollar revenue target, it's not about the million. It might be the first dollar first. That might be our first celebration point. It might be $100. It might be $1,000. It might be $10,000. Whatever that is for you, we get to find a really small increment and celebrate that. Or it might just be about celebrating that we are moving forward. We are taking one step forward. That's what's important. That's what's important. 
We're going to go on a quick break. When we get back, there's more. We're talking all about client celebrations today. When we get back from break, we're actually going to tie this into how do we communicate some of these celebrations with our clients? Maybe it's having them with them or just communicating where we're at and these updates. So enjoy this quick break. You'll be back. We'll be back here in just a second. You're listening to the Kathleen recent show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. Have fun. Are you enjoying the conversations on the Kathleen recent show? Kathleen speaks both in person and virtually at companies, conferences, and retreats all over the world. Learn about booking Kathleen Reeson for your next event at KathleenReeson.com. That's KathleenReeson.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Welcome back to the Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome to the Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership here on Inspired Choices Network. Welcome back from that break. We have been talking today about client celebrations. Now I want to share something with you before we went on our break we talked about how you really get to celebrate at multiple points it's not a reward at the end we're talking about celebrating the journey so when you're working with your client what i want you to keep in mind is something called time horizons now time horizons really they show you how far out into the future you can think so the average leader executive at the higher in theory the higher level you are in an organization the longer your time horizon. It means how far out can you think? So when I'm thinking about vision, I'm thinking five, 10, 15, 20 years down the road. What do things look like then? And somebody who's got a really long time horizon can think out that far. But maybe somebody that is an individual contributor that does very specific tasks and knows that each day they come in and work on these specific tasks, they would have a shorter time horizon. So for example, think about a fast food worker that flips burgers. That, in re reference to that role, it's a very short time horizon because they know what they need to complete during that hour or even in the case of a meal, they know what they need to complete to, for an order and they know they need to do so many orders per hour. So that is a very short time horizon. Now, oftentimes what happens is that if, as we have longer time horizons, and if you're listening to the show, you most likely have a longer time horizon. And as we have longer time horizons, we tend to project our time horizon onto other people. Like our time horizon must be what their time horizon is. So if I'm thinking five years out, they must be thinking five years out. Now, if that's you, and you have a long time horizon, and you can hold that time horizon, meaning that you can think five years out and you can maintain that vision even when those circumstances come up. Now let's do a gut check on this, okay? Because circumstances can be nasty. And I think COVID was a really great 
showcase of that. So you had a lot of companies that had these great visions in 2019, and they could tell you exactly where they were going to go. And then COVID happened. And there were, I don't, I would argue no companies that weren't affected by COVID. Maybe there was somewhere, but I would argue every single company was affected by COVID in some way, whether it be shut down, uh, workforce shortage, uh, you name it, labor short, or the uh, part short, part shortage is huge right now. Uh, but there's just so many companies that were affected in so many different ways that the, the vision had to change dramatically. And so then it doesn't matter if you have a five-year vision or a one-hour vision, the vision's going to change. And so somebody that has a five-year vision gets to reinvent what that vision is. And then they've got to hold on to it even when the circumstances around them keep changing. So, well, we don't have employees today. Well, customers can't come in today. Well, uh, we have no stock to sell today. Well, the parts we were using for the stock, those no longer exist. Well, I know we really liked this website that we spent hours and hours upon hours really thinking through and we launched it. We spent $100,000 to create this site. And, oh, by the way, our infrastructure supporting it just blew. So now we don't have access to our customers. Facebook shut us down. Uh, I mean, like just every single thing you could think of that comes up. It doesn't matter if you have a really long time horizon. You've got all of those circumstances that are piling up, and now you've got a choice. Are you going to pivot from your original vision, and you're going to get into those circumstances and let that stop you, or are you going to continue forward? Now, when all that stuff's happening, what, what, tip, what I saw happen and what I know happens in a lot of different scenarios with companies is that we tend to let our circumstances get in the way. Now, there's no judgment there. Circumstances, they stink. But if you let yourself get focused on those, then you don't have time for celebrations because all you see is everything's changing. We're not hitting the timelines because the timelines all changed. We're not hitting the vision because the vision changed. See what I mean when we say things get in the way and if we're just focused on how busy we are, it doesn't work. Now, I've noticed a trend. I decided yesterday that I got to really be in connection with some people that I hadn't been in connection with for a while. So I sent out 26 connection just connection notes to respond, or just to, to connect with people, at, people that I knew years ago that I was curious about what they were up to. And perhaps there's opportunities for us to partner in the future. Perhaps there's not. I don't know. But I just thought it would be fascinating to get to know what they were up to and see what we could create together. So I sent out 26 notes. Of the 26 notes, so far it's been about just, just a little under 24 hours since I sent those out. I've had 14 responses. Not bad for that amount of time. And of those 14, eight have said, let's get together. That'd be great. Six have said, I'm so busy for the next few weeks. I'm traveling, I, whatever it is. I'm, I'm, oh, let's get back. When I get back, let's set something up just great. And so you look at that and you say, okay, so eight out of 14, they're in a space where they can just set meetings up. Six are occupied in some other way. Now, those six that were occupied in some other way, so I, this was, became a research study. That is not how intended, but it did. Four of those six, it doesn't matter when I would send that note. That's how they would respond. Four of those six people. So of the 26 people, Four people responded the way that they always respond, which is they're always underwater and they've always got something else that's going on that is distracting them. Now, how big do you think their time horizon is? Shorter. Definitely shorter. 
because they can't see past what's right in front of them to get to their calendar to say, hey, I know I get that I've got a packed few weeks, but you know what? Come three more weeks, I'm gonna have some more time. Let's set, let's set a date. Let's make this happen. Let's create this. Because when I reach out to them at the time that they said to, guess what'll happen? Well, I'm so busy, I, it's the same response. No matter when you get to them, it's the same response. And so based on those statistics, this is my very loose research study, it would say that 20% of the people feel overwhelmed at any given point. Now, I'd say that's pretty accurate. I actually think that's probably an undervalued statistic. So if we extrapolated this survey and we did a giant one and really dug into it, I, I believe that in a society right now, we are approaching burnout levels that are pre-pandemic, that are, that are equivalent to pre-pandemic levels. See, I think what happened, and this is just my theory, and it goes probably nowhere else besides this radio show, I think what happened is we went into the pandemic, I mean, hot, burning hot. What I mean by that is people were working all the time. They uh, didn't have a focus on family or that core structure that they wanted. So they felt a little bit off. And they go into the pandemic and all of a sudden stuff stops. And they realize that there is another way to live life and it's not all work. And we actually get to celebrate. And it's not about the finish line because, heck, again, with COVID, we didn't know what the finish line was. And so you saw a lot of people stopping to celebrate. As they've had conversations and, and reflections over this period, I hear people saying about how they picked up a new baking skill or they learned how to run or uh, they learned to play an instrument or to sing or they connected with people they hadn't talked to forever. And so there were these really cool things that happened when people got to actually stop and just celebrate their life. They had time to do whatever they wanted. Well, then what happened? Well, the world slowly opened back up. And now, depending on who you ask, <laughs> we're into a new school year. Now, I'll tell you what, I believe that the school year is actually more of a fresh start than the actual turn of the calendar year. Now, if you don't have young kids, that might be a little bit different for you. But for a lot of the areas, especially that I run in, when the, the school year is really the determiner of the fresh start to the new year. And so in this case, we just launched a new school year. Kids are all excited and back in school. Those two don't go hand in hand. It's not about being back in school that's getting excited. But for the parents, the working parents that are also running organizations, the people like us, they're saying, whew, my kids are choosing to be in more activities. Stuff is speeding up at work. Virtual meetings were really great when they became a thing. But now my schedule is getting so packed with meetings because I don't have to run from room to room in a building. I can just hop from one Zoom to another or whatever office product you're using for digital communication. But I don't have to hop from one to the other. I barely have time to go to the bathroom now, let alone stand up or go outside. So these habits that we had created pre-pandemic where, hey, we're going to put five minutes between meetings so we make sure we have a moment to breathe, that stuff is going by the wayside again. And so now we've got employees that even though they are hybrid or remote, they are just as burned out as they were pre-pandemic. So a lot of these things that we thought we'd adjusted, I believe that we're hitting heavy right now. And so look at that. So how do we change that? How do we as leaders address that? And I believe it's exactly what we're talking about right now and it comes down to celebrations. And so when we're talking about working with our clients with these celebrations, realize that they are in this exact same scenario. 
And it doesn't work to say, hey, guess what? Look what we've done. This is very exciting. Or, hey, do you want to come to the bar with us after work? Let me tell you something. Happy hour is actually one of the least happiest places to go. I mean, listen, think about this. Happy hour is one of the least happy places to go because what happens in a typical happy hour? Okay, you go to happy hour, you got your drink in your hand and you're talking with people. But what are they talking about at 5.30 at night? They're the people that don't want to go home because they don't like their home. They don't want to be home. And so that's why they are at happy hour. There are the people that want to be at happy hour that are there because they want to have fun like that. I'm sure that's a thing. But then there are the people that just want to go home and be with their families or want to enjoy their after work activities. But as a whole, statistically proven, happy hours is actually one of the least happy places. And yet, what do we do when we want to celebrate things? We have an office happy hour or we celebrate with our clients. Now, here's another thing. Now, I have a glass of water in my hand right now. It's, I'm telling you, it's just water because I don't drink. I mean, I drink water, beverages. I don't drink alcohol. My own personal choice. We could have a whole show on that. Um, but it is something that I choose to drink to not drink because I simply don't like how it makes my body feel. Now, if you put a cupcake in front of me, we'd be having a totally different conversation. I do love my sugar, but I don't choose alcohol. And I don't say this because I am demeaning anyone that chooses that. That's totally fine. And think about how many client celebrations that we invite our clients to that involve alcohol. I have a, a dear friend that just invited his team to a wine tasting. Oh no, it wasn't a wine, it was a whiskey brewing event. In this event, it sounded super cool. They were actually gonna create this whiskey barrel, uh, the whiskey in the whiskey barrel. And then, then years from now, they would come out and tap it. And it's a really long-term thing, sounded really neat. But before they did that, they had a whiskey flight. They could actually sip and taste their whiskeys to see which one they liked. And he was really excited about that. I'm like, oh, this is the best thing ever. I, this is such a great team building event. And I said, well, maybe. And does everybody on your team drink? And he thought about that. He didn't know the answer to that because they always have events with alcohol. And he says, oh, you don't even think about that. Now, I don't care anymore if I go to an event that has alcohol because I'm really, it just doesn't bother me anymore. But I'll tell you what, where else do people spend a lot of time talking about your habits than the bar when you choose not to drink? So be, like, be, pre be present to that in how you choose to celebrate that it is inclusive. It is inclusive. And there's so many other ways that we can choose to celebrate. Because remember, the celebration is really about acknowledging the journey. And it doesn't have to be something big. I could say the same thing about food. Again, sugar. Love sugar. There are some people that hate sugar. Do you know how many celebrations we have that include food? But where in the world did food equal celebration? But somewhere along the line, we attach those two, that celebrations have to equal food. And right now, we get to reinvent that. Sometimes celebrations is just a pat on the back. It's just acknowledging where we are. Sometimes celebration actually involves some money. Like what I was telling about earlier, mini golf or the bicycle cart or the baseball games. All great ways to celebrate. But know that it is about celebrating the journey, meaning it's all about where we're moving on the journey. It's not about because we reached the finish line. Now, shall we celebrate then? Absolutely. 
because we get to remember not to move the finish line every single time. We get to have a fixed completion and then go to the next one. But those are two separate goals. They are not one in which we have moved. Okay, we're going to go on a quick break. And when we get back, there's more. You're listening to The Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership here on Inspired Choices Network. Talk to you after this break. Are you enjoying the conversations on The Kathleen Reeson Show? Kathleen speaks both in person and virtually at companies, conferences, and retreats all over the world. Learn about booking Kathleen Reeson for your next event at KathleenReeson.com. That's KathleenReeson.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Welcome back to the Kathleen Reason Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Kathleen Reason Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership here on Inspired Choices Network. And today we've been talking all about client celebrations and to drive more business by celebrating success. Now, I want to spend a little bit of time talking about how we actually drive business because we celebrate. One, celebrating is fuel for your team. I mean, literally, it's fuel. When they get a chance to just sit back and know that, okay, we are celebrating the path. It's not about it's not about the finish. It's about celebrating the journey. That is fuel, adding fuel to the fire that we want our team to have. It's all about re, where we rally the team as well and really get them to know each other outside of just the work that they're doing. Now, I've seen teams do bike rides. It's like, great. Any of those that you can think of that are fun. If we wanted to be hokey, now I really want to do a murder mystery party just because I think those will be fun. I have not engaged my team yet on that, but I just think that would be really fun. And uh, perhaps that's a good celebration. Depends on your team and what your team gets excited by. But one tool that you can use with your clients today, and I encourage you to get into the habit of using, is listing out your wins. Now, typically what we like to do is on a weekly basis. And so what you can do is work with your client just to identify the small wins on the journey. Because what happens is your client also is focused on the long-term vision. If they've engaged you to work on a long-term vision with them, if you just share with them at whatever that, that goal post would be that's always moving, you may not actually share with them the movement that you've made, the success that you've created. And whenever that happens, the client starts to wonder, well, what actually are we doing? Are we making a difference? And should I be in partnership with this person anymore, with this company anymore? And so one thing that you can do right now is to add in the what's working. So this is about the celebrations, the things you're willing to celebrate. And so it, it depends on what your line of business is, but look for what those wins are. And they are these are not the monumental things. I mean, if we got a monumental thing, again, we're gonna have rewards attached to that. We're gonna have a bigger token celebration. But if this is about just celebrating the journey, 
then we get to identify what those success points along the way are. So if it's revenue marks, again, that the first dollar may be a huge opportunity and you're, you are on the phone with your client and you're saying, oh, we just reached the first dollar. Perhaps you send a big poster of a dollar to your client or you the poster says, congratulations, it's our first dollar. Let's say you're on a marketing team and you're, you're focused on selling product. We sold our first widget, yay. And then as you sell your first 20 widgets, you do it again and 100 widgets, whatever it is. Maybe you got a poster, you're, you're holding it and you're sending them a picture. We did that with one of our clients once. We had a cake. Now I ate the cake, the cake, yeah, my bank team ate the cake. It was beautiful, but we sent them a picture of the cake. We said, thinking of you and celebrating with you and here's why. And they thought that was great. Now we could have also sent them a cake. That would have been like the nicest thing to do. Uh, but in this case, you know, we ate the cake. I mean, very, very, <laughs> I told you I like sugar. I'm being very frank about that. We ate the cake. And it was about the message and landing the message of celebration. We are celebrating because we are so excited to be in this with you. Again, maybe get the client a cake too, but make sure that you're celebrating along the journey. And you can, when you're working with your team, identify what those success points are. So it's not just about getting to a million dollars, if that's your goal, or selling X amount of stuff, or maybe it's about if you're a lawyer and you're saying, I'm going to win this case, but take this case to trial, or I'm going to settle this case. Let's say it's going to be, I'm going to settle this case. It's not about getting to the settlement. It's about the points along the way, making clear decisions. It was really challenging when you, most of the time when you're working with a lawyer, you're working on big decisions. And so really acknowledging to your clients say, hey, I get this as a big decision and I acknowledge you for making this decision. And you just, you're letting them know that, hey, I got you. We are a part of this process and we are moving through it. Do you ever remember those temperature gauges that you put up in the wall? I see this a lot in fundraising. Or if you say, okay, I'd say we're gonna make $20 million. So we got a big, big goal. You don't just, say once we get to 20 million dollars then we've reached our goal they actually have lines a really good one has lines all the way up and then you color it to show each of the success points and so i am encouraging you to create success points and whatever you're up to because let's be honest most of the goals that we're working on they're really long term they're not things that can be completed tomorrow or by the end of the day they're things that take a much longer time period and when that's the case, you've got to create these success points along the way so that you can celebrate. And as the leader of the team, it is your job to remind people to celebrate and to encourage. And when we say build a culture of celebration, what I mean is create the team that's going to celebrate that. If you're not somebody who naturally just loves to celebrate and acknowledge people for the success points that they reach, that's cool. But I bet there's somebody on your team that is. So give the job to them. If there's a budget, give control to them. You don't even really need to approve it. <coughs> Excuse me. Give them the control. Give them the place to really grow and expand and, and have fun with this task. Because guess what? They'll love it. Your team will love it. And you'll get to appreciate it. And you don't have to do it. And so that is really key. Now, some people think of it as the party planning committee. But this is not the same thing as somebody celebrating someone's birthday. Now, should you do that? Sure. But this is acknowledging your success points that are created along the way. And that is so important. And it's just something that I see companies miss. 
Now, here's the other thing about celebrating successes. <coughs> Excuse me, it builds trust. Celebrating successes builds trust. What does that mean? Celebrating successes builds trust means that when we celebrate our success points along the way, when we celebrate the journey, then we're bringing people with us. They're seeing the inside. It's like opening up an envelope and peering inside versus just looking at the envelope from the outside. When you actually get to be a part of the journey with someone, then you feel in partnership and in trust with them. It's really easy to break trust, but it's very hard to build trust. It's very easy to break trust, but it's very hard to build trust. So what's a way that we can do that through these celebrating our successes? Letting them know that, hey, you've entrusted this long goal with us, and so here's how we are getting there. I'm going to bring you along the journey with them. Bring them with you. Because if you leave them on the sideline, go back to that race analogy. If they see you at the front of the race, and then they see you at the end of the race, but they don't understand the journey of the race in between, they don't understand when you fell at mile 14 and skinned your knee, and they don't understand when you were a little dehydrated at mile 17 and had to stop and get some salt tablets. They don't know that. And so at the end, when you are battered and bruised and exhausted, they don't understand why. Because to them, all you've shared is you started and you finished. Yay! They don't understand the challenge. But when you bring them alongside with you and you celebrate the successes and you share with them really where it is, you're vulnerable from that perspective, but you've celebrated with your client, they can understand where you're at. And guess what? It builds trust because they went with you. They saw those challenges along the way. And that's ideally what we want to get because when you're building partnership with somebody, now we're not talking about a commodity. When somebody changes because your price changed and they, they leave because of that, then you're just a commodity. And that's not where you want to be. You want to be in a partnership, and a partnership means it's definitely deeper, definitely deeper than just price. I was talking with a professional service provider today, and he says flat out to me, he says, you could find somebody cheaper than me to work at, and I am happy to make recommendations for you. And he says this, and I thought, <laughs> um, no way, unless it's some price, some exorbitant price that there's just no way I can afford. I'm going with this guy because why? He was flat out. He was honest with me. And he says, here's how this process is going to go. And here's where I think it's going to get messy. And here's how I'm going to support you through it. Here's how I'm going to celebrate with you. So he just laid it out there. He said, these are going to be our success points. They may look messy. They may look ugly. And that's okay. And one of the things that I tell my clients all the time, and this is really important for you to hear. It's that when we work together, and I, I worked with my clients in three different ways. It's either it's leadership development, and I work through one-on-one -on -one coaching, through teams, or through uh, board development. I mean, that's really it. And when I'm working with my clients, especially in that one-on-one -on -one space, here's what I'll say. The work that we're going to do, the vision that you want to get to, we are going to celebrate along the way, and it's going to be dirty and messy and uncomfortable, and about halfway through, you're going to want to quit. You're going to want to quit. You'll call me or you'll email me and you'll say, Kathleen, I can't do this anymore. I want to quit. And the reason is because you are up against a wall and it's choice time. You get to either be committed or not. And it's going to be really uncomfortable. And, and at this point, this is before we've even started working. 
my clients usually are like, ooh, uh, ooh, uh, I don't know if I want to really be in this conversation and oh, am I really committed to this? But it's a commitment check. And we're really what's really happening is we're up against what they really, really want to create. So in their businesses, the, the, the incredible goals that they've dreamed of, like this gets to be created, we're gonna have to move mountains with the teams, it's totally possible. And are you willing to make it happen? Because we've got to change some underlying patterns to be able to make that happen. And so my question for them always is, what do you want me to do when this happens? It's not if it'll happen, it's when that this will happen. And then I write it down. Sometimes I have them email it to me, so I have it documented. And then guess what? It's not, oh, that moment never came. It's when that moment comes, I just give them back what they said to me. And do you know what the trust factor, what happens to that? Because I say, when that happens, I say, yay. You know, they're thinking this is the worst day of their life. Like, oh, I don't have this conversation. This is really uncomfortable. And do you know what happens? I say, yay, of course, this means you're up against the wall. You are at the halfway point. This is so exciting. And do you remember when I told you this would happen? And now here's what you said you wanted to do. And they, they basically coach themselves, their prior self coaches, their current self in that moment so that they can break through. It's the most exciting thing. It is a really cool point. But because that success point is identified ahead of time, they can move through it. Now think about the relationship with your clients and are you identifying that ahead of time or are you saying, oh no, when that happens, your client wants to pull back and maybe you're letting them. You have to think about that in your business and how it relates to what you guys are up to, to what you're up to. Now we're gonna go on a quick break and when we get back, we are gonna wrap up this show on client celebrations. I will talk to you here in just a second. Bye. Are you enjoying the conversations on The Kathleen Reeson Show? Kathleen speaks both in person and virtually at companies, conferences, and retreats all over the world. Learn about booking Kathleen Reeson for your next event at KathleenReeson.com. That's KathleenReeson.com. Welcome back to The Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Kathleen Recent Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership here on Inspired Choices Network. And today we've been talking all about client celebrations, drive more business by celebrating success. And so you absolutely can do this, but I encourage you to think about the difference between celebrating and rewards. What are you using right now with your business? Are you using celebrations, meaning celebrating along the journey, having fun along the journey, acknowledging your team, acknowledging your clients, really fanning their flames, feeling the fire, or using rewards, which means when you get to this end game, we will then give you this. So how are you doing? Are you the big burly guy or girl or person at the end of the race that just keeps moving the finish line? Or are you the person that stands at the finish line and one mile before the finish line and two miles before the finish line and you are cheering along the way? Are you the one that stands on the entire race and says, we got this, come on, let's go. We can do this and you are celebrating along the way. Which kind of leader are you? Because the leaders that are required to lead right now in this world are the ones that stand every single place on the race. 
you wonder how they get from mile to mile to celebrate. They're not, sometimes they are running in the race and they're standing on the side cheering. You just think there may be 10 of them, but they are everywhere because they are celebrating their team. And is that you? Or are you standing at the finish line and as soon as we get close, we move the finish line. Is that you? Because that is a way to lead as well. But I'm telling you, you're gonna burn out and your team's gonna burn out if that's the way you wanna play. And so really it's about celebrating your success. It fans the flames, it builds trust with your clients. It allows you to rally your team. And so those are really important. But remember a great way to do that is to set these success points along the way and say, well, what would be the smaller, more manageable journey here? What's the more manageable points? If you're gonna go for a million dollars, you're in partnership with a client to, to create a million dollars. Remember that the first dollar is just as important as the millionth dollar. And so celebrate at that point. Celebrate at the $10, celebrate at the $100. Buy your client the cake too. <laughs> that might be the biggest takeaway from the whole show. Buy your client the cake. You get to buy yourself one too though. And, and celebrations don't always have to be related to food or alcohol. Because remember, celebrations can also be a pat on the back. Celebrations, it's about looking for the win. And sometimes the biggest exercise is truly just looking for the win. Remember we talked, gosh, it's been, was June of 2021. So if you wanna go back and look through shows, we talked about brain science. And the reason that I bring that up is because our brains are wired to protect us. We talked all about that in that show. And when our brains are wired to protect us, it means that we are seeing what's not working. And that is not the wins, that is the losses. And so we automatically give more pres presence to the, the losses than we do the wins. But you're not gonna celebrate your losses. Now we can, and that's a whole other show about celebrating your losses, but it's really about celebrating your wins. So that when whatever you put your focus on, that's what gets to be magnified. That's what you're gonna create more of. And so if you focus on celebrating your wins, and identifying your wins, that's what happens first. You gotta identify what it is. Remember, set the success point and identify those wins, and then you'll create more of that. So the habit that I want you to work on over this next week is about identifying your wins, knowing what a win looks like. And I'm telling you, some days a win is getting up out of bed. Some days a win is taking a shower. Some days a win is turning on your computer. Some days a win is combing your hair. Some days a win is brushing your teeth. Some days a win is landing big business. Some days a win looks very small. And they're all wins. We get to recognize how many wins there are. This is one of the most challenged pieces and in complete vulnerability, that's one of the hardest pieces for me. As somebody who loves to continue to move, I wanna move that goalpost down, down, down the road. All of a sudden I've run an ultra marathon. I've run 50 miles. But I get to remember that that is a lot of wins along the way. And that it's about completing and then moving on to the next task. When we merge them all together, it's really hard to see where we've been. And that doesn't work, that burns us out. And so remember that there are little wins along the way. Today I did get up. Today I did brush my teeth. Today I did put on clothes. Today I, I have pants on. I mean, I don't actually have a dress on today, but these are the examples of wins. I responded to emails today. Uh, maybe you closed some business today, whatever that is. 
celebrate the wins for you. You've maybe heard of practices of gratitude. You can Google those. There's all kinds of things out there. I believe in the celebration of the wins and identifying what the wins are, even when they're micro, meaning they are not these big, huge wins. That's okay. You get to understand what a win is for you. What is a win for you? What does a daily celebration of a win look like? And maybe, just maybe, we get to retrain our brain so that it doesn't have to be something huge. A win could be getting up out of bed, brushing your teeth. It could also be closing new business. It could also be landing new clients. It could also be talking with your team. But it's not for me to define what the win is. It's not for me to define how we're going to celebrate the win. That's something that you get to do. But if this is something that you are interested in learning more about, reach out to me, Kathleen at KathleenReason.com. Love to hear from you. And what I want to specifically hear is what is your win today? What does a win look like for you? Because when we know that, we can celebrate. And if you just can't think of what that win is, then simply emailing, hitting, composing the email and hitting send, that's a win. And that's okay. Hitting the send could be the biggest win. But seriously, reach out if I can support you in any way, or you have other show ideas that you want to hear about. My role in this world is to serve as an advisor to leaders, to support them as a leadership development coach and, and consultant. And so I do that through executive coaching, which looks like one-on-one -on -one coaching, team assessments, and board development. A lot of us, we have big boards and we're headed in one place, but the board might have been created a few years ago and now we got to align those. So we got to do some strategy to understand where is it that we're headed. And so if this is of any interest to you, just reach out. Happy to talk with you about that. Kathleen at KathleenReason.com. But remember your homework most of all this week. What you're tasked with is understanding what a win looks like for you, what that success point is, and how you get to celebrate it. So maybe you haven't reached the end. That's fine. Give yourself a reward when you get there. But how are you going to celebrate? Send me an email, Kathleen at KathleenReason.com, and let me know what the win is for you. It does not have to be big. Again, it could just be I sent you an email. I heard this, and I decided I'm going to send it. Maybe you've been thinking about it, but actually reaching out, that's a two totally different things. And we will celebrate that you did that. I have really cool stories of people that have sent the note and have the win. And we get to celebrate. We get to acknowledge. We get to cheer. I will toast my glass of water to you. And in honor of all of the wins that you're going to create today, tomorrow, and into the future. Thank you so much for listening to this show. We've got exciting shows for you every single week. You're listening to The Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership here on Inspired Choices Network. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. Kathleen Reeson will return next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Have a great week.